Welcome to the Junior League of Houston podcast, She Becomes. I'm Christina Frederick, your host for 2022-2023. This is season two, episode four. On today's episode, I am so excited to welcome Tamara wilkerson Polite, this year's Community Vice President. In our chat, we speak about her stepping stones to her year, what she loved and learned as Community Vice President this year, and what she's looking forward to most next year. I hope you enjoy our chat. Without further ado, here's Tamara. Hello, Tamara. Thank you so much for jumping into She Becomes today. I'm so excited to have you for today's membership moment to share a little bit about your time in the league. I would love to give our listeners um, just a little bit background on you, your name, kind of what you do, if you could just give a little quick introduction. Sure. Thanks for having me, Christina. I've uh, never been on a podcast before, but my husband has. So I was like very excited to be like, I, I get to do this also. Um, so I'm Tamara Wilkerson Polite. I'm still getting used to the new last name and I'm not using it at work. So sometimes I, I get a little bit confused depending on what information you see, you might just see Tamara Wilkerson. Um, and so I am this year's community vice president. I'm about to wrap up my term at the end of the month. Not that we're counting down the days or anything. <laughs> um, and I've been in the league for 13 years. So I started my league journey in Long Beach, California, um, just as a way to meet people and get to know the community as, as someone who wasn't from California and just really had no idea what was going on out there. Um, and did my provisional year in Long Beach and then transferred into the Houston League when I moved. Um, and I had been familiar with uh, the Houston League and so was a little bit excited, I might say, to have done my provisional year um, in Long Beach. It was quite different and, dare I say, a little bit easier than Houston. Um, and then I've transferred again. So I moved back to Los Angeles and transferred into their league and then transferred back to Houston. So um, the league's just been a big part of my life for 13 years now and a great way to meet people and feel connected and engaged even as I've moved around. How exciting. I um, too was a transfer in from Tulsa. So I can probably echo some of that maybe provisional year in a different area may look a lot different. Um, which Very is much exciting. so. <laughs> so fun. Well, what led you to community vice president? Um, since you've kind of traveled back and forth, um, did you know maybe a few years ago that you'd love to jump into here or did it kind of evolve naturally? I think it kind of evolved naturally. Um, and people have asked me this question, you know, even just like family or my husband's asked and kind of the silly short answers. I've always been the type of person who looks to kind of like move up the ladder or like see what you can achieve. I've always been just a very like self-driven person, even as a child. Um, and so I don't think I ever really thought I would be CVP. Um, I remember at the August general meeting last year, standing on the stage and giving like a little introduction and thinking, wow, these women always seemed so, I don't know, so like well put together and professional and like grownups. And then here you are and you're thinking like, do I, do I really have all these themes? Do I meet the qualifications? Um, but it was something I just saw as a way to challenge myself. Um, Right. I think it kind of complements my career, to be really honest. So I work remote 
which now is is not a big deal um, to anyone, but I've worked remote in this current position for 11 years. And so wow. when I started, it was pretty unusual to be remote full time. Right. Um, I was traveling a lot to customers, but I didn't have um, a lot of direct leadership opportunities and a lot of interaction really with colleagues. Um, and so the league was a great way for me to get leadership experience and get management experience. And, and now, you know, I have some of that on the career side, but it's been a really great way for me to kind of stretch and grow um, in ways that I wouldn't have access to otherwise. And so that's what right. I've loved about leadership in the league. Um, and the league's just been so good to me that I've wanted to, to give back. Um, and I think certainly at the executive point in someone's league career, you really do have to love the league. Uh, all these job descriptions read as additional full-time jobs, and, and they're a lot of work, but they're incredibly rewarding as well. That's so exciting. Well, when coming into this year, kind of like you said, you were up there in August going, okay, here I am. Now I'm like one of the ladies I've been looking at for years going, they are amazing. Um, and now here you are. What were you most excited about looking forward to this year? What kind of grabbed you as like, that's exciting. Um, in addition to ways you could learn and grow yourself, but what was kind of the piece that sealed the deal for you? Yeah, one of the things I feel really, really passionate about ever since I started to get into league leadership roles. So even like back when I uh, was a head active in the tea room kitchen, I really believe every individual's league year is influenced by their like boss. And I'm using air quotes because you don't really have a yes. league boss, but like whoever you report to. So while right. the executive team is great, while the board is great, the average member is really interacting with whoever their league bosses on a day-to-day -day basis. So they're right. head active, they're assistant chair, they're chair, and that can make or break your league year, right? Like if you have a great interaction, whether you love your placement or not, like you've made friends, you've had great communication and support. And so that keeps you around. Um, and so I have really tried to lead in the way I would want someone to lead me. Um, and so, you know, my leader this year was Ann Sears, and she's been amazing to work with and created a really positive atmosphere. And so I've hoped that I can do that for the league members that I'm working with. And being CVP, I have a lot of influence over the council and the committees and their project chairs. And so you're really touching a lot of league members and helping to hopefully set the tone for themselves as leaders who in turn have volunteers and our members reporting up through them so that we have great membership retention, that people enjoy what they're doing and want to return and hopefully kind of move up in the leadership ranks themselves. No, I love that. And it's, and it's so true. I'm a 10 year veteran of the league and can echo that. Um, so I think whether a member is fairly new and a provisional or has a tenure similar to you or I, um, that's such a great point to make. Um, as far as like the APB goes and your role as CVP, what's one thing that surprised you or one thing that you really loved kind of learning the nuances about um, in your specific role this year? Nothing like the executive committee really lets you see kind of the inner workings of the league. So even having been on the board previously, there is just so much that the league does and so many processes and policies and procedures the league has in place to make sure that it is a well-oiled machine that is right. um, serving our members and serving the community. Mm -hmm. um, 
I mean, something I think, you know, the, my fellow VPs and I chatted, and I think the thing that surprised us most was um, all the different communication pieces. We've all kind of chatted about that, that, you know, it's in your crons that you'll have communication director um, reports and things you need to check on. Um, but our communications team is really busy. <laughs> you know, the podcast is kind of another arm of communications. Right. Um, and there's a lot a lot going on. And so we review all of that. And then so to see what all is going on in the league, what all our communications team is putting out, how often they're putting out communications, whether it's news or notes or e-blasts or social media. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot going on. And I, I think that that's a, it's a great point to say that the league is a well-oiled machine because of, you know, everything turns over every year and to have kind of all of our ducks in a row is pretty important. Um, and I'm sure that just echoes the further up you go into you all as VPs and kind of looking at it to know that it's in a row, but also know that it's new information to stay up on top of. Yeah, it's, you know, you brought up the fact that it's our leadership changes over every year. And that's one of the things I like about the league a lot. I think it gives you the opportunity as a member to say yes to something that maybe you wouldn't otherwise, because it's temporary. Right. So it's nice to say like, okay, I could do that for a year. Um, and, you know, Megan Anson, our DVP this year, always jokes. Uh, she's like, if you would just let me do this job one more year, I would do it perfectly. Because <laughs> uh, I would know all the things I didn't know when I started, which is so true. Right. But there's a lot of power in just being able to try something and learn for a year and and then try something else and kind of grow in a different direction. Right. I love that. That's so fun. Let's see. Is there anything coming next year um, for your successor um, or anything that you would point league members to to stay more involved um, as we talk about like community in general? Um, there's, I was going to say a really interesting study, but that makes me sound kind of nerdy. Um, no. So maybe to some people, there's a really interesting study um, scheduled by our strategic planning team, the community structure study that's occurring next year. And so that is really going to look at how our members operate within the Houston community and how we can better structure our volunteering to best serve our agencies and our volunteers. And so one of the things that I love about our study process within community council mm -hmm. is that we look for relationships with agencies that are mutually beneficial. So we wanna make sure that we are serving our agencies well and providing a service that they need. Um, but we also wanna make sure we're serving our members well and that we are providing opportunities for them to feel that they are giving back to the community, that they're connecting with other league members, that opportunities we have fit their schedules and location and ability to serve. And so the community structure study will kind of look at everything that we're doing and say, are there any changes that are needed? Or are there new opportunities or things we have or haven't done before? Mm -hmm. um, and we've done a little bit of that through COVID kind of in an ad hoc method. The league was really responsive into giving us kind of different ways to volunteer. Mm -hmm. But I think this community structure study will hopefully kind of chart a new path. Um, and so I know the community team next year, the incoming CDP, Laura Witten, uh, along with, you know, Kelly Hickman and Jennifer Stewart, who are running the study, will, will be doing a lot of work looking at that. And so I guess um, if anyone's listening to the podcast who gets called <laughs> to be interviewed, like, please give feedback. Um, right. You know, one of the things I think I've learned being on the board and especially being on exec is that the league does 
want feedback. We want responses. We want to hear what our members think. So if you're called for this study or any study, like please give honest, thoughtful feedback. That's all considered. And that's how we are able to kind of steer this like big ship in a, in a new direction or chart a new course if needed. Right. No, that's, I think all great points for sure. Um, and it's like you said, the league did a great job kind of touching changes that happened through COVID and through the pandemic, but to be able to kind of start with a new slate to really look at the entire membership um, would be really exciting. Um, and I know I've been able to be part of a few studies here and there, um, and it's fun to give back and then to hear kind of where the study led and what changes maybe were implemented or um, kind of- Yeah, worked. your comments matter and can can make you know, changes, whether it's like the uniform you wear to something or the hours that you're serving, those, those changes are incorporated. So it's really important. For sure. So fun. Um, is there anything else that you would love to share about community, about kind of your role, maybe someone who, um, has looked at the crons is thinking about maybe heading this way in the future, um, a little behind the scenes, maybe that you wouldn't read in black and white on the screen. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was thinking, so what I, I can share a little bit, I guess, about my journey and kind of how you can maybe um, explore leadership opportunities in the league. And then I also want to talk a little bit about all the really cool things community council is doing. So I think then that's kind of an entree into maybe some leadership avenues that people yes, aren't sure. thinking about. Um, and so, you know, personally, placement chair was a role that was a really great stepping stone for me. And okay. so what a lot of us in leadership positions have said is you should want to say yes to opportunities when they're presented to you. So oftentimes you're um, exposed to a placement that maybe you didn't know existed or didn't initially interest you. And to say yes, to take advantage of that, it's only one year kind of opportunity. Right. Um, and go for it. And so placement chair was interesting. It was something that wasn't on my radar. Um, obviously, you know, there's this like mysterious person behind the curtain, like recording <laughs> hours, but that's kind of it. Um, the placement chair was my first time sitting on a council. So I sat on community council. And you're also highly exposed to the executive committee. So the placement chair um, leads a placement committee, which is comprised of the executive committee, the tea room director, and also lead staff. So it's a really interesting way to get some exposure to people you might not have access to otherwise. Kind um, of in the admin working side a little bit. Yeah. Like the curtain. Yeah, exactly. So it was, you know, being called kind of up into this role and then to lead a committee where I set an agenda and the league president follows an agenda I set felt felt like a big deal. Um, right. You know, and Jane Johnson was president then and was, you know, very lovely um, yes. to work with. But it's a little intimidating at first. You feel like, wow, these are like, you know, important people that that I'm leading. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's a lot of learnings from that. Like you learn how to collaborate with those leaders, how to set a meeting agenda, um, how to communicate with all the different project chairs. So you're interfacing with 33 project chairs, the five CIDs, the five assistants, um, plus all of the volunteers in the community. So there's a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails. Um, a little side note, I did an audit of my email inbox. I keep like a folder so from each placement. And I had more emails as placement chair than I did as CVP. 
Um, wow. So it's, it's a big job that's kind right. of behind the scenes. Um, but what I loved in that role, not only was kind of learning how all the placements work, there's mm-hmm. a lot of them. Right. Um, but I loved being able to pick up the phone, call a member that was struggling in their placement and offer them solutions. And I remember having just like one very meaningful phone call with a member who was struggling, who needed to be moved to something else due to some life changes. Um, was so grateful that someone reached out to her, like picked up the phone and called. And I remember seeing her a year later and she came up to me at a meeting. Like I did not know her, didn't know her face, but she knew who I was. And she was like, thank you so much. She was like, without that phone call, I wouldn't have stayed in the league. Like it just meant a lot that someone cared. Um, And it, it, it reminds me that it's, it's so easy to show compassion to our members. And I've tried to stress this to the people I work with every year. Like pick up the phone and call. You don't know what's going on in people's lives. And I think it just, they just need that, that human connection. And especially going through COVID, people are looking for that. Um, right. That placement chair role and learning that was, was really meaningful to me. And this is coming from someone, um, I always joke that when I was a Girl Scout as a kid, I would never pick up the phone and call people to sell cookies. Right. I cried, I cried <laughs> and cried. And my parents would like make me call Right. And thinking of this as an adult, like this is wild, right? Like people buy Girl Scout cookies. This is not a hard sell. Right. Um, But I hated this idea of like picking up the phone and calling someone I didn't know and having to like think on the fly of what do you say? Um, And I guess I'm still a little scared of that since I made a whole script for this interview to read (laughs) off of. So in thinking of this, maybe I haven't changed that much. Um, But the placement chair role really, you know, kind of forced me a little bit out of my shell to to pick up the phone, to talk to people, to solve problems. And it was, it was rewarding. Well, and who maybe in that situation, who would have thought that jumping into placement role maybe would have developed you in all the ways that it did kind of looking back now, maybe that truly was a bigger stepping stone for this than what you maybe originally thought going into that. I think you're right. Um, you know, a lot of the work we've been doing the last few months is trying to get all of our members to fulfill their membership obligations and see what we can do if they're having difficulty. And so it's a lot of texting and phone calls and seeing how we can help. And it's been a really similar experience where people are like, oh my gosh, I didn't, I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't know what to do. I am in this situation. How can you help? And being able to even just provide an ear for members and letting them know we see you, you're not just a number or a statistic. We know your name, we know what you're doing, we know your story. I think that's um that's valuable. It is, and it's important, um, such an important role. But with those fun stepping stones, now here you are as CBP. Yes. And so what's kind of the highlight reel that you could speak to the membership instead of just letting them read the crons in black and white? Um, that would give us a little bit deeper look into what your role truly is. Yeah, so the highlight reel is all the awesome things that our community council is doing. And this year has been so exciting because it's been kind of our first, you know, typical post-COVID year. Everything's kind of back in full swing. So it's been really exciting to lead our volunteers who've contributed 25,000 hours of community service um, to lead our team um, who gives out our community assistance grants and to have the reception in person. So this year we were able to give out $172,500 to 14 agencies. And so that's incredibly rewarding and powerful. And the CVP helps lead all the teams who are, are doing these awesome events with our community. The community outreach events committees, another one. So they're 
organizing events like Child Spree, which everybody loves and was back in person. Um, Minor League Day was back. We have Kids in the Kitchen, which is coming up in another week, although I know by the time this airs, it will have um, already happened. But we're able to, you know, bring kids from HISD back to the league and, and teach them about healthy habits. And so to have that interaction is really valuable. We've had events with our DEI team in the community, with like collective action for youth, passing out books to youth who are unhoused. Um, our focus area chair did some really cool events this year. She partnered heavily with you to create um, period packs for a period positivity event um, to help sixth graders at Thomas Middle School who are from economically disadvantaged families and are maybe missing school due to not having funds for period supplies. Um, and working with CompuDot to pass out computers and other technology to families in need. And so it's, it's really neat as CVP to see all of these leaders running their own committees and their own teams and to provide support and guidance and help them execute their vision for how the league can touch the Houston community in all these different ways. So exciting. Um, and I know reading it or thinking about it, someone could think, wow, that's a lot. Um, but like you have kind of mentioned, the great thing about the league is that it's a training organization. And we have all of the amazing volunteers alongside you that you work with throughout the year that sat before you um, all to help everybody out um, to make the transition wonderful, to make the experience even greater, um, and hopefully leave it just as well or better than you found it um, for the next year. I hope so. And, you know, it's, it's exciting to look at council and look at their committees and, you know, the project chairs and see people who are returning or who are moving up in leadership roles and to right. hope that that means they had a positive experience and are excited to kind of continue on with their league career in whatever, whatever way that looks like. So fun. Well, I am sure that all of those that you have served alongside um, and have been the boss to this year have had a wonderful experience um, in community. What can we look for you next year? Have you accepted a role for next year? Where will you be I at? have. I will be the charity ball auction chair. Um, and so this is a very new role to me. I uh, while I participate in auctions by buying things, I have never run an auction. I haven't participated in charity ball again, other than attending. I've never been on development council. Um, so this is a whole new world. Uh, but we had our development leadership training last night led by Elizabeth Kendrick. And, you know, it was really exciting to just participate in a training and not be the run one running it all. Um, but I'm excited to do something new and the way I'm approaching my committee this year is to kind of lead with that idea that hey I don't know what I'm doing we have this amazing group of women some who have charity ball experience some who don't some who have other types of auction experience and say what can we create as a team together mm -hmm. so that we all feel like we're bought into this idea that we're executing and so hopefully it's um a nice change that I, I don't have a vision that I want to execute, that I want to build a vision as a team and yeah. learn a lot together. So I'm very excited about that. And then I'm also going to be an outside board representative for child builders. And being an OBR has been my league dream. Um, so I'm very, very excited. And Child Builders is actually an organization that um, I help support through my role as a philanthropy chairman for my sorority alumni association. So it's an organization I'm familiar with, and they 
do great things for uh, preventing child abuse in the Houston area. And so it'll be interesting to take all of my knowledge from serving on exec and on league boards and councils and hopefully share it with another very deserving organization in the community. Oh, amazing. Well, thank you. Is there anything else that you feel like we didn't talk about? I feel like we touched about um, maybe just about everything. Uh Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I just want to say, I feel like this is my like Oscar acceptance speech. You know, (laughs) I'm so grateful to Jane Johnson and the nominating committee that she led. She put together a wonderful group for our executive committee this year. And it's just been so wonderful to learn from my other uh, team members. um, And I'm so proud. We've maintained a really positive kind of growth minded league focused ethos throughout the year. And it's, it's been a really rewarding experience. I couldn't have done it, you know, without their partnership and support. Oh, fun. Well, thank you so much for giving of your year as CVP and for giving some time today to share a little look behind the curtain for our members and listeners. And it's been such a joy to speak with you. Thanks, Christina. You too. You're so welcome. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please feel free to share it. We'd love for you to follow us on Apple Podcasts or your favorite place to listen to podcasts. Our music is from Ketza and Poddington Bear. Our editor is Stacia Danzig. 